You're listening to The Training Dummies. With Rob and Daryl and James. And we've decided to run a marathon. Greetings and welcome to episode 261 of the Training Dummies, recorded on November 23rd, 2021. My name is Daryl, and yes, like we uh, just said there, we're uh, training for a marathon, and uh, not just me, but I've got Rob here as well, and James. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello, I'm doing well. Hey, dude. Uh, it's been a minute. I feel like it's it's it. I feel like it's rusty, the old... Uh... Yeah, yeah, they are because like I went to start the podcast and I forgot to hit record. Started playing the intro and everything. So yeah, a little I rusty. Got, I got to I got to seven fifty three p.m. my time and I actually had to look at Discord to get reminded that we were even recording tonight. So <laughs> that's how rusty I am. Well, yeah, it's been a it's been a while. We something came up last time we were scheduled and then I was on vacation and everything else. So here we are. We're back. How was your vacation though, Daryl? It was good. Um, first time in two years. So, so yeah, that was good. It was, uh, down to Mexico, Cabo. Um, yeah, fun on the beach at the pool, a few drinks here and there. It was a good time. Must be nice. It was nice. I'm not going to lie. It <laughs> was nice. I know when we left off last time, there was, uh, there was some talk about Daryl or, uh, James having surgery yeah yeah got my eyes fixed yeah i feel uh, like i have a lot of questions about that ask me questions man it's the greatest one of the greatest things i've ever done for myself um shoot man where do we start then okay um questions i I, okay so i was saying a little bit before we started that i'm like this is the whole process completely scares the crap out of me so like i do have that very much yikes feeling you know mm. yeah i, I mean uh, I, I i i can easily put your mind at ease and just say like it was it was the most nondescript anticlimactic quick thing that sounds scary and is the very opposite of scary like like i think the the most the worst part about it was just the inconvenience of taking time out of my day a couple of days before to go and get a two hour eye exam. Uh, you know, where they do the usual stuff, they dilate your eye, like everything that an optician does, they dilate your eyes, they take a, yeah. a photograph of your retina and like all of that. But um, the day itself was super easy. I showed up uh, at the time I was supposed to show up. They gave me um, like a quarter milligram of Xanax, which just is a sort of re- relaxer to, you know, sedate you slightly, mm-hmm. get you, get you calm. And then, um, the procedure itself from walking into the procedure room to walking out, both eyes fixed was 11 and a half minutes. What? And, hmm. Yep. It, it's super quick, man. Like, like yeah. I, I lay, I lay back on this couch and they put a couple of numbing drops in each eye. And then I'm, I'm staring up at this, uh, sort of this, this light that they say just focus on the green light. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put a little device, uh, just sort of, it's like not, not totally on your eye, but just sort of around your eye to help keep it open. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, See, that's already that point is where I'm like, nope. nope. Yeah, but it's not like you you don't even realize it. You don't even. I only know this because I've seen the video of it. Like there was video taken of the procedure that I now have, and I've I've watched it. So I um I I I had the left eye done first, and they just there's like one laser, uh, which I guess sort of like helps map out the area to that they're going to adjust, and then Mm -hmm. there's another laser that does the actual adjustment and that whole process is like uh, maybe 60 seconds max and then they move over to the other eye they do the same thing there um and then when that eye was done i lay there for i don't know maybe maybe two more minutes just while they were like finishing up something on the computer or whatever i don't know what the thing was then they sent me home with another half milligram of xanax said take that when you get home and go to sleep um, they gave me sort of like sleeping goggles because you, you really can't, you know, you shouldn't rub your eyes. I mean, you shouldn't mm-hmm. rub your eyes anyway, but, um, and I went home and I slept for about 13 hours and I woke up the next morning and I could see, and it's been, it's been wonderful. Like it is, I, there's not been a day in my life that I can remember where I have not needed corrective lenses. And mm-hmm. so waking up and just being able to see is like you wouldn't think that it's that life changing, but it is. Like I can see the time on the clock on the other side of the room, or I can uh, see which bottle is shampoo and which bottle is conditioner without squinting in the shower. Like it's stuff like that. It's great. Really, really, really happy I've done it. I hear everything you're saying, but I just it stresses <laughs> me out. <laughs> and I should just send you the video so you can see it. It is. It is. It was non invasive. I didn't feel anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't like any blinding lights or blackness. Like it just, it just was super easy, super chill, super easy. Recommend it to everyone. Gosh, right on. All right. Well, as much as I, my butt is clenching talking about that. That's not, <laughs> not, not actually what we're here for. So, uh, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come clean up front here with you guys my motivation has been at an all-time low and i know i know you're shocked (laughs) i have been still staying on my like my exercise kick where i'm trying to get out and do you know uh you know walk you know two or three miles a day like i'm still doing all that but like that's kind of that's kind of the that's kind of it really to be honest i'm Mm -hmm. not uh i am not like rocking it i'm not a machine that's just uh, out there tearing it up. So I've got to fix that. I've got to do something. I have to change something because I have, we all know that we kind of put our, I don't know if this is even the right term, put put our money where our mouth is, you know? So I don't know. What does that look like for you guys? Are you, uh, are you going to tell me about how you've been? Well, I know Daryl's been crushing it at Orange Theory and James has an excuse to. to, to not. I have been, uh, I have been. <laughs> crushing beer cans and uh, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's been about my level of crushing it's nice. awesome tell me about orange theory daryl how's it going uh good so for the last two months like i've actually normally when i in the past i buy like a block of classes like it's like 30 at a time and i have 10 months to use them and i go like once a week but my health spending account doesn't renew till january i wanted to wait so i actually bought two months of membership which expires it's over tomorrow and I went, I was going like three times a week in October and then they had hell week, which is like eight days of like everything they do in the class. They like ramp it up. 
It's called Hell Week it's, for it, a reason. It's such a, it's such a hellish week that they add an entire day to the week and make it eight yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. And and if you do, so you got to sign up for it. But if you do five out of the eight classes during Hell Week, you get a T-shirt. Well, I got my T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't do anything. And then I went for a week. And then I went to Mexico for a week. And then I did nothing. And I've got, had three classes left out of, because the, it was like the lower tier package, not the unlimited so you get eight for the month. Well, I use five of them for Hell Week. I have three left. And there was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So I've gone yesterday. I went today, and I got to go tomorrow. And then I'll be back to my, you know, buying a pack. But I'm tired today. Today's class was rough. Even my wife called me. She's like, yeah, you were, uh, you didn't really do much today. Like, <laughs> she even noticed because, yeah, got the treadmill. It just wasn't there. Like, man, I just, I'm just beat. I got to go tomorrow, too. Because I can't waste you, the class. You get to go tomorrow. Have to go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that, then it'll be like, then I got to start getting more onto my normal routine where Orange Theory is just to supplement the running. Because for the last two months, it's been only Orange Theory. If I was in Orange Theory, it was nothing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So once a week is the plan, starting December, and then I need to start treadmill, I guess, because we've got a bunch of snow outside. I, I know that... that I can run in the snow. I have in the past. Say, I've you, done lots of trail just, running in the snow. You've sent me videos of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're like, I'm going for a run. And I look and I'm like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you right now, because winter is just getting here, I'm not feeling the cold weather running right now. So it'll be treadmill. I got a treadmill here. So that's the plan for December mm-hmm. anyway. At least twice a week I want to get on the treadmill. Just to... Well, it's obviously, um, like... That's a smart way to do it as well, I think. You know, I know, uh, you know, Canadian Thanksgiving was last month, but yeah, it, it's it's basically like holiday time in America now. And yeah. They, thanks, Thanksgiving to New Year is just, I don't know why why people even try and go back to work, right, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because everyone knows like December's just a write-off. And yeah. it's just, it's just a, like a month of gluttony and Christmas parties and whatever. So like... Like I wish I had a treadmill in the house, you know. Like that, mm-hmm. I think that would be a smart way, at least to, I don't know, make myself feel a little bit better about not actually putting in a ton of work. I don't know. People are straight up checked out for you know a good like solid month at that point. So I don't know. Yeah. I gotta gotta find a way to to care. Well, but but that I mean maybe that's a good segue into sort of a topic of conversation for today then because. You know, after the holidays comes Jan first, and Jan first is always the the sort of traditional date that people have New Year's resolutions and commit yeah. to fitness things. And like we committed to this marathon way back in March or April of this year, mm-hmm. um, but I for one will be using January first as sort of a line in the sand to get serious about this and uh, start attacking my fitness. Well, start attacking my health in general. Yeah, actually, and my mental health and my physical health um, and really start putting some work in to get myself back to what I know I can be and maybe even a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds good. I like that. It sounds doable. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, I, I um, you know, Rob, you and I have talked a little bit about this uh, already, but you uh, turned me on to this thing called the 75 Hard Challenge. And uh, I've been looking into this a bit more. And I think I'm going to do it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the 75 Hard Challenge is they they pitch it, <clears throat> or this this guy who came up with it pitches it 
as a mental toughness program uh, rather than like a fitness regime. And it has like there's there's things that you do for 75 days straight. And it's primarily like follow a diet. He does, the, the guy who created it doesn't indicate any kind of diet, but basically like find a nutrition plan that you think will work for you and commit to it. And obviously yeah. like eating fast food every day is not a nutrition plan. Like what he means is, <laughs> you know, get, get on some healthy eating and do mm-hmm. it, like commit to it 75 days. Um, the other things are you work out twice a day for at least 45 minutes. And one of those workouts must be outside. And like, there is some, um, you can be a little bit liberal with what is considered a workout, right? So like a, a walk outside would be considered a 45 minute, you know, if you go for a walk mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. 45 minutes, that would be considered a workout or, you know, Pilates, stretching, yoga, that kind of stuff. But the point is go and do something like physically with your body, stretching, exercising, whatever, for 45 minutes, twice a day. Um, read 10 pages of nonfiction a day, drink a gallon of water per day, take a five minute cold shower. That's mm-hmm. going to be, I think that's going to be like ultra tough, especially yeah. like in the winter months. That's not um, happening. I, 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 I will probably, I'll probably go take a tepid shower. I think that's where <laughs> I will go. I'm not going to go cold. Uh, take a progress photo every day and then, um, perform some other unrelated tasks like a random act of kindness or talking to someone in person or uh, calling a friend on the phone, like every day intentionally connecting with another human being. Um, And so like, there's a lot of aspects to this, but I I think that it fits me well because I've, I tend to be an all or nothing kind of guy. Like even when I've been training for halves and fulls in the past, it's like, I I just go hard. I find the plan and I stick to it. Uh, And so you know, with the with the need for me to lose some weight and get my fitness back up, um, I like to read anyway. So, like, that's a good goal, 10 pages a day. I need to drink more water. And so, point of accountability, you know, a gallon of water, that's like, what, 135 ounces. Uh, I think I can do that. We'll find out. So, uh, this I is, s- you know, I, I I this is, this is what like, I think uh, is going to work. I was just regarding that. I did see a couple of folks saying start like right away you know get it when you get up in the morning drink you know 16 ounces or yeah i I think you have to like yeah (laughs) 135 ounces is quite a lot of water like a little over a gallon that's four liters like that's quite a lot but so i can't imagine not starting in the morning otherwise (laughs) you're just gonna like be sat there in the afternoon guzzling water and be too full to deal with it you know that's funny yeah, Rob pitched that to me as well, and uh, I'm I'm all for supporting you to do it. Like that's a little more than I think I can commit to. I really do. I think it's I don't. It's more than I can commit to. I think, and just the way my life is right now and everything else. So, that's but fair. but I I commend you on it. Like I'll, I'll support you 100. Um, percent But yeah, as far as January goes, I do plan to start off with a, a dry January. Um, I've done that two out of the last three years. Last year, I didn't. And I'll tell you why. My drinking buddy was in town. And the reason... Well, that's convenient. The the reason my (laughs) drinking buddy was in town is because of COVID. My drinking buddy is my father-in-law. Okay? (laughs) That's who I drink with more than anyone else. If he comes over, we're having a scotch and a bourbon together, right? We go over there, scotch and bourbon together. He didn't go to Mexico last year because of COVID. He couldn't. This year, they're leaving December 27th. They'll be home sometime in April. 
And the two years before that, he was gone for all of January as well. So I was, it was, it was a lot easier. Like the one person who's going to sabotage me on like a dry January won't be here this year. <laughs> so I know it's like, well, it's the truth though, right? Is he the, is he the kind of person that would, uh, that would rouse you? Rouse no, you not at all, but it's still, it's, if you it's, said, Hey, I'm doing a dry January. He would totally be like, you little bitch. <laughs> no, not at all. But it's, it's, you know, how I've connected with my father-in-law since, you know, I started dating my wife, right? We'd have a drink together. So Sorry, it's bourbon. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, I'll be doing the dry January for sure this year to start it all off. And then, yeah. like uh, Yeah, that's the other part that I didn't mention about uh, 75 Hard is that it does yeah. prohibit alcohol. So I will be doing a dry January, February, and, and half, half of March. March. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Absolutely nothing wrong with that, man. No, no, definitely not. So Yeah, I've done dry January the last three years. Um 2019 i broke it for one day right at like i think like three days before the end of january because it was uh i was working at blizzard at the time and they had the the holiday blizzneyland thing at at disney yeah right and so it's like you know so i I had a couple of beers but um but i so i extended it on into february by two days just to make up there you go it was 30 cumulative 31 cumulative days of no alcohol what about you, Rob? Are you, uh, are you looking at this 75? I know you were talking about it before. Yeah. Um, I, so I did a, a, a 35 30, yeah. one okay. um, over the last, I don't know, whatever, you know, whatever time it was here recently. I did it. I did that and I, I was able to successfully do it, you know. So I don't know. That was, that was good. It felt good. I'm glad I did it. Uh, hmm. There's a lot to, there's a lot to think about, right? Because I don't want to say no, because I do want it to be, I do want it to be an option for me. I just don't know what that looks like. And I don't know if that's a, you know, kind of a, a dumb thing to say or not. But that's where my head's at, I guess. Um, I'm fine, totally fine with the idea of it. I think it's great. I love it. Like I'm totally into it. Um, yeah. There's a. Uh, there's. I. I guess there's just a bit to consider there. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So. Um, and not that I'm like cheesing out of it or anything, but yeah, I, oh. I, I, I don't know yet. Um, I don't have a problem with any of those things individually. I don't have a problem with, like if you were to say dry, you know, no alcohol for 75 days, um, you know, extra, the, the, I think the hardest part about that for me is going to be to say, I will exercise twice a day for 45 minutes. One of them will be outside. Um, that is. That does bring a whole nother mm-hmm. uh, piece of it for me that where I'm like, uh, like it gets very here. It gets wet during the winter. So I just I have that uncertainty, you know? Yeah, well, that makes sense. So I don't even know that's if that's the you know the right way to put it. Like I'm not I don't, I'm not cheesing out on it. And I know I'm the one that was originally like talking to you guys about it. So I might. But the whole thing is is like you you can't cut yourself slack and you're not supposed to cut yourself slack so to say like oh no it's cold outside today I, i'll do both my workouts indoors and the guy's like no that's not what you do right like the whole point is that you're like completely putting yourself in check and you don't get to shortcut anything you know yeah it's it's not supposed to be easy and I, yeah. that's the whole point of it it's like that's why i think yeah. he, he labels it this, this guy's name is uh Andy Frisella. 
And I'm actually like looking at his Instagram right now and, you know, he's got good results. This guy's not even, he's not even like a nutritionist or anything like that. Like he just, he just put something together that worked for him and, and shared it. And it seems to have like gathered some steam. Um, I think that the thing with anything like this, like any program is you have to be smart about it, right? Like you can't, you can't approach something like it's going to be a silver bullet to solve like all of your pro all of your like yeah. physical health problems or mental health problems or like, mm -hmm. like that you're suddenly going to after 75 days be ripped and shredded and running an eight minute mile, right? Like it's not going to do that for you. What I'm, what I'm looking for is like this, this thing that is going to get me to build the habits again of like working out regularly, mm -hmm. eating healthy, mm -hmm. um, and, and also like get myself into that place of mental toughness because Shit, we've got, I don't know, what, nine months, ten months until we run a marathon? Uh, it's less than a year anyway, mm -hmm. and like, running a marathon requires extreme mental toughness. And so I, you know, th that's why I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I might as well go find something hard to do, commit to it, and, and just give it my best shot, you know, but also be kind to myself along the way. You know, I'm, I certainly don't want to beat myself up if I, you know, skip a day or something mm -hmm. like that. But, but my intent going into it is be smart and do what I can to stick to this program. I like it. I, I I'm not going to say yes right now, but it's definitely, um, you know, something that, that is on the possibilities list. Um, I just don't, I don't want to say yes. And then I, I will be, <laughs> this is so stupid. I will just be so upset if I, if I try to do it and then I can't do it because there's certain things that I feel like it's just going to be for me to overcome. Like, I don't know, man, if it's just like pouring outside, you know, like, and it's like, Oh, sorry, you're supposed to go, you know, you're supposed to go do your workout outside, you know, like, I, I don't know. That's all like excuses up front and I don't know how to handle that. And that's kind of mm -hmm. where my head is. You know, I, I think that's the, that's the mental toughness piece of it. Right. Yeah. Like, Going outside when it's pouring mm -hmm. sucks. It doesn't feel good. You're uncomfortable. Uh, your clothes get wet and start chafing in really uncomfortable places. Like that's, I think that's the point of it. It's like, mm -hmm. yep, it's either going to be, you know, cold and wet and windy or snowing or something, or even like in yeah. the heat of summer, which is arguably a bit, bit more dangerous. But like, I, I think that that's the point of it is to get over that friction of yeah i don't want to go out because i'm gonna get wet <laughs> yep that's that's the point uh, yeah. yeah well yeah that's exactly well even you know my situation it can hit minus 30 that's that's a high that that happens and i'm not going outside to do anything during that type of weather but on the same note that that running group that that i'm a part of here they still on occasion will do their group runs when it's minus 30 and there'll be like three or four of them that show up and do it so mm -hmm. it, it can be done, right? It's just I don't want to be the one doing it, you know, when it's minus thirty, you know. And yeah. it's so so yeah, like uh, you know, and people run outside in the rain all the time too, right? It, it's it can be done, and it yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's the mental toughness you have to get over that part of it, I guess. So, but yeah, it's uh, there it's, is a, there is that piece of it, man. Like straight up, this whole mental toughness and like that's that's the whole thing's about james was even saying yeah it's not a it's not a diet it's not like that the whole thing is about you absolutely like transforming your mind and all these other things just like play along with that 
Yeah. And well, he mentioned too, right, James, you mentioned this already. That's what running a marathon is too, right? It's, it's a lot more yeah. mental than physical to be able to run an actual marathon. Like, yeah, like, like that's, it, it, it's almost as important in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like we can train our bodies up to being capable of running 26 miles, right? Like that's just cardio strength and muscles and, like the ability to yeah stamina like, yeah stamina right mm-hmm. but but the mental toughness like like something happens when you you're at mile 16 for me something happens mile 16 and like you've just run a really long way and you've still got 10 miles to go Gosh. right like, yeah. like oh, God. <laughs> that you know when when you pass <laughs> the, the the 16 mile 17 mile marker and you realize you still have mm-hmm. 10 miles to go, nine miles to go. You've still got a, a solid hour and a half of running ahead of you, mm-hmm. at least. Um, wow. You know, I, I, without the mental toughness piece, to not get overwhelmed by that or not be intimidated by that is mm-hmm. as important for me than trusting that my legs are going to carry me that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I trust that your legs are going to carry you that far. They're, they're better, man, because <laughs> I still have nightmares about that Nashville marathon where I conked out at mile 23. It's just not fun. Oof, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that was awesome, though, like, yeah. honestly. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but, yeah, like, I know you, like, part of this 75 thing is the nutrition, too, and that's a, that's a big thing I'm struggling with right now is the nutrition because it's just so easy to just – buy something to eat rather than make it and make something you know good healthy or or um dude i had olive garden for dinner tonight because my wife and i were talking and she's like you know what sounds she's like i was gonna make something but i don't feel like it i think i'm just gonna make olive garden and i'm like do it there you go i don't even like and it's funny even where i live like if somebody were to tell me olive garden i'm like it's the stupidest freaking thing i've ever heard like olive garden (laughs) is like like why why would i eat olive garden like and here I am, like, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> like, There's unlimited breadsticks, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm, when I'm here, I'm family. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know, man. It's just like your 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 mind just does stuff to you, you know? Yeah, no, so, totally. Yeah, totally. it is so much easier to be like, nope, I'm just going to do whatever. Who cares, you know? Like, yeah, or even, you know, at the grocery yeah. store buying easy meals, right? Just throw, like, a frozen pizza in the oven like well mm-hmm. why are we even buying a frozen pizza but we've got a bunch in the freezer right now if we wanted to mm-hmm. have that we could do that because it's quick and it's easy but that's the thing is quick and easy is not healthy normally well right? and then so- like you get these alternatives right like my daughter's found these frozen pizzas that she likes and it's like the cauliflower crust and, and i'm like she's like it's real good dad try it and i go take a bite and i'm like God, dang it <laughs> and I'm like no I love you, but dude, this isn't pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like I have a real problem with uh, foods that try to be other foods. <laughs> right? Yeah, there like, you go. Like, like, up, look, man. <laughs> like, look, if you're not going to eat pizza because you're trying to not eat that kind of food, mm-hmm. stop trying to make other things taste like pizza or look like pizza. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like, like, like there are there are a hundred things that I could think of to do with a cauliflower. <laughs> that are actually going to be delicious mm-hmm. than, than try and make a pizza crust with it. And so like, right. it's probably easier for me. I don't have kids. And so it's easy for me to just like get 
all junk foods out of the house and like because if it's in the house i'll eat it right like well, that's like, exactly that, that's that, that's the thing for me is like i should it's just not house, buy, like don't buy chips yeah. don't buy pizza don't buy like stuff to throw in the oven if i don't do that and instead i buy myself like healthy foods and vegetables and lean proteins and actually things that need cooking before they're before i can eat them then i will you know like that's that's the trick for me because I sure as shit know that if there's a bag of Doritos in the cupboard, next time I'm a little hungry, I'm going for those Doritos. Okay, oh, yeah. so like exactly what you're saying though. Um, the, like I feel like my wife and I aren't trying to sabotage each other, but okay, it was her birthday um, a couple of days ago, and everybody at school, like I don't know what happened, but they were like, "Here, here's like everybody sent her home with M and M's," and our kitchen looks like the freaking M M&M and M factory in vegas right now like it is insane to look at that and to think like like that is the that's the going rate <laughs> like like yep that's what i need right now mm-hmm. it's just like mountains of m <laughs> like well I, i'll tell you something though there's a book i read years ago i might have mentioned this before the name of the book is uh salt sugar fat how the food giants hooked us and it is sort of a I would say it's an investigative journalistic type book that is actually written like it's a super easy read. It's written in a super informative style, but it talks about the evolution of the food industry and how the food industry, the last thing they are concerned with or have been concerned with, at least until recent years, like for much of the time that the food industry has existed, they don't care about nutrition. They don't mm-hmm. care about feeding you healthy things. And they talk about something that exists in most candies and sodas and things like that, that these these food producers employ food scientists to achieve something called the bliss point. And the bliss point is the right combination of salt and sugar and fat in any given food stuff, whether it's an M&M or um, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper are famous for this. Mm-hmm. The bliss point is that point at which when you have finished that bottle or that bag, you are still craving more. And the reason that you are craving more is because it's creating a reaction in your brain that is the same reaction that your brain has on cocaine. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is a fascinating book, a fascinating read. But, like, you know, we talk about an obesity epidemic in this country of course, there's all kinds of reasons and inputs why why there is a big problem with uh, nutrition and what we're feeding our kids and what our schools are feeding kids and how uh, the price of food is often a very classist thing, right? Like you live in a poor community, you don't have much money. 29 cent Tuesdays at McDonald's becomes very attractive. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so you look at those kinds of things. I know we're getting like way off topic here, but and and then the fact that it's actually kind of expensive to get some decent chicken breast and a couple of florets of broccoli and um, potatoes and then know what to do with them, right? And then know how to yeah. cook them properly and make it tasty. Um, you know, all of those things, just very symptomatic of uh, an industry that has never really cared about your health or your nutrition. They just care about hitting that bliss point so you spend more money on their product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great book. It's a great book. Highly recommend it. But it's it's still not getting off topic because it's all related. It's all it's all related to what we're doing. If we if we want to run this half marathon, we be, can't be eating or full marathon. We can't be eating McDonald's every week, right? It's just I right. I, I feel it's not going to help me run a marathon. 
honestly. Yeah, and it's not. And the, the thing is, is like, it's so. not just the fact that this is fast food mm-hmm. that has been, that has been fried. Like you, you also have to look at how much sodium they pack into this food yeah. to make it t- taste of pretty much anything at all. Uh, it's like that amount of salt in your system is going to make running hard because you're not going yeah. to be able to retain as much uh, water as you need and you're not going to stay hydrated. So, yeah, like these things are really important and have to be a consideration into approaching training for and then running a marathon. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's all related, all of it. Well, and you think like like just there's, there's no way that any of that – it doesn't matter if McDonald's tells you it's healthy. Like it just like there's no way the oil that it's cooked in like all you know all these things like this even a salad from McDonald's I know I keep McDonald's I've had McDonald's more <laughs> recently than I care to admit but like I don't know man there's this this thing that like it makes yeah there's some people hear it and they're like gross ew but like there's this thing that like I mean I live in Austin now like one of the has some of the best food like. You know, in the country, and I'm over here like, oh, I'm just gonna go get McDonald's. You know, like, <laughs> do you, do you remember, remember the dude who did uh, Super Size Me documentary mm-hmm. yes. where he yeah. ate McDonald's every day for a month and got yeah. super sick from it. So he did a, a follow up to that called Super Size Me Two: Holy mm-hmm. Chicken, and part of that the excellent recommendation, like fascinating documentary. I think it's on YouTube for free. Um, but there's a, a part of that where he investigates this thing called the health halo effect. Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, that's the guy. That's um, it. <laughs> I was like, the, I <laughs> the health halo effect is this sort of marketing approach that a lot of fast food restaurants take to give the perception that a food is good for you when there is pretty much no evidence to confirm whether it's true. Mm-hmm. So they do things like use big, green, bold lettering. And they'll say things like, um, uh, non, non-GMO or no antibiotics, but they're talking, they use those terms with food that isn't GMO anyway, by nature of it, or yeah. has never had antibiotics, you know, antibiotics. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so really what it looks like to the consumer then is that um, you get this sort of uh, misleading overestimation of how healthy something is. Panera bread are a fantastic example of this. They put a lot of sodium in a lot of their food. Their salad dressing, when you look at the ingredients, is like super monounsaturated fats, a lot Mm -hmm. of sugar, a lot of salt. But because they're putting it in big green lettering on a salad and a nice picture of a bowl with lots of green leaves in it, you get this perception that what you're about to eat is healthy and low calorie when in fact this is a 950 calorie salad where the chicken in it has been deep fried you know mm-hmm. um and so so it's you know i think we're surrounded by stuff like that and to your point daryl like the the things that we have to be really conscious of is not just like trying to make healthy choices based on the things around us but like really understanding what we're eating and how much of it we're eating and mm-hmm. you know it, it, it it's hard when um, when we, we don't really exactly know, uh, a lot of salt content and things like, I remember when I was running my first marathon, like that last month of training, I just didn't eat out so that I could have full control over what I was eating. Like I would go to Sprouts or Whole Foods. I would spend a, a bit extra money on groceries mm-hmm. and, and just have full control of how much, I, you know, how much salt is going into my stuff, how the food is being prepared and cooked. 
um, just because I was kind of paranoid about getting so many miles into this full marathon and having my body shut down on me because I was I was malnutritioned in some regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I took that a little bit too far, but I think it's you know the the point of we're we're surrounded by these things and we're really not quite sure if something actually is healthy or or the PR mechanism is presenting it as healthy because uh, those are those are two pretty distinct and different things. I think I don't know if you mentioned it on here or not, but I know uh, a while back you were we were talking about you know what do I want to do, what do I want to eat. You know I've had plenty of success over the years with all sorts of different you know, nutrition plans, diets, whatever, you know, and I'm, and so here I am, um, and you and I were talking and Nutrisystem came up and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, there, <laughs> I've learned that there's, that there's Nutrisystem and that, and that there's this very affordable kind of like eh version of Nutrisystem out there. <laughs> <laughs> And it is Nutrisystem, but it comes in a very small box and it's all like this very cardboard tasting kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know, definitely not my fave, but, or you can spend a little more and get the Nutrisystem that comes like shipped in this giant box with like dry ice and it's all these, you know, like pretty decent meals. That was a completely different experience than, than, uh, than the smaller box of like, cardboard and whatnot <laughs> what i'm trying to decide is if that for me i if if the even the more the better nicer option if that's sustainable and that's something that i feel like hey i definitely want to do that uh throughout the next uh you know throughout the next several months and if that's what's going to work for me as i start to train more and run more because i know when i trained for my half before um, man, it was just a lot of, a lot of getting home and just being hungry, you know, mm-hmm. like I got home and I just like, oh, dude, I could crush a pizza right now or I could, you know, whatever. I used to want a big old burger, you know, and I'm a little, not leery, but I'm a little like, eh, I don't, I'm not entirely sure how, how this is going to work yet. So I don't know. I guess that was a bit of a tangent. But... Um, yeah, I think there's... There's two uh, there's two different aims with this, right? The Nutrisystem is not really designed for nutritional balance. It's designed to lose weight, mm-hmm. and and those are two different things, right? Um, I had some success with Nutrisystem the first time around, and I I did it for a couple of months this year and saw you know I, I dropped five six pounds on it, mm-hmm. um, and and the the antidote to that feeling of like being really hungry was to augment Nutrisystem with like healthy green leaf vegetables that keep me satiated. So, you know, lettuces and spinaches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, but also I think that everyone's a little bit different. And for you, Rob, you probably, you probably need to decide like what's, what's going to be the most beneficial for your training and for your racing uh, in terms of like your diet and your, your nutrition and, mm-hmm. You know that's going to be different for Daryl, and that's going to be different for me. Um, and I think that like experimenting a little bit is is a great way to figure that out. Um, you know, even even though I've been through a, you know a few ma- uh, marathons before, I'm still at that place approaching this one where it's like, man, I I really don't know what I'm going to do in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need to figure it out. I've got to figure it out quickly as well. 
Um, and again, I'll point back to 75 hard. I need to do some research and find a nutrition plan that I think I can stick to for 75 days. Um, and then that gives me a little while to like, well, if, if, if I'm running and working out and training and I'm feeling like I'm too exhausted or I'm getting side stitch or I'm cramping, like that's normally a sign that the nutrition is off somewhere. And so that gives me a little bit of time, you know, at the beginning of the year to try and make some adjustments and, and figure out what would work better. That makes sense. Yeah. I got to figure out what my commitment to the next, the next, I don't know, six months looks like too, because I don't want to spend the next month over, over Christmas, just being like, eh, we'll see how this goes, you know? Mm. And then, and then, uh, I don't know, just kind of like letting it, letting it fly. And yeah, I'm letting it fly for Christmas. I, I'm not thinking about this until January. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair-ish. <laughs> uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'm still going to try and get on that treadmill every, I'll, I've got five classes. I'll be buying, a, they've got a five pack coming out here and Friday, they've already announced it. So for December, so I've got five OTF for December already planned out. And then, yeah, I'm going to try and get a couple days a week on the treadmill at least just to just to keep up what I've got, because tell you tonight, it didn't feel like I had it. It was it was a rough rough class tonight. Well, I don't know, man. I look at you know Daryl's always putting in the work and crushing it, and I just think that's awesome. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know, downplay so you know the work that the work that it takes to run you know a half marathon or whatever. Ugh, I feel like sometimes when we start dissecting it like this, you know, I start to go. Gosh, what have I got myself into? <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Um, I got to start running, and I keep following you guys while I'm out on taking walks and stuff like that. And I'm like, this walk should be a run, ha ha ha. But <laughs> it's like getting down to the wire. It's yeah. definitely getting down to the wire. So, uh, what do we do? What do I? How do we make this? Uh, how do we make this work? We just, we... we just. I don't know the answer to that, man. Like. <laughs> For me, for me, I just got to start and commit to it and not give myself any excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It, it helps. It helps that we've, uh, we've got quite a good, uh, playlist now, by the way. I was oh, looking yeah. at it. There it is. Again. There it like, is. <laughs> like our, our, our playlist is, t- is really taking some good shape here. Like we've got mm-hmm. 22 songs in it now. That is like, what about an hour and a half of, of music. So like we're getting there with this. And I can tell you when I, when I get out on the, uh, on the trail again or on the treadmill, like I'm going to be queuing this up and, and using this to, to motivate me a, a little extra shot in the arm. The playlist is important. It's definitely important. It is. Uh, I feel like we should segue into our playlist editions then. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Well, what do you got then, James? What do you got for us? Well, um, you know, Rob opened uh, his little monologue at the beginning of the show here by saying that he had hit an all-time low uh, with his running. So um, I'm <laughs> I'm going to enter the song Dear Maria, Count Me In by the band All Time Low. And Rob, I know you know that one. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. I'm like, who doesn't? Who doesn't know that one? And, and, and that's like, I, I will try and shuffle the playlist so that that starts me off because that song's a banger all right rob what do you got uh all right gonna reach back into the 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 emo pop punk vault here a little bit we're gonna we're gonna pull out um newfound glory and then i don't even know what your uh what your 
of level of familiarity is with those guys. But yeah, we're going to do some Newfound Glory. Uh, and the song is My Friends Over You. What a song. It's a good one. I'm sure I know these. I just have, would have to hear them. You might know it. Yeah. I'm it sure wouldn't I do. surprise me. Sure yep. I do. Um, Rob, do you want to feel old for a moment? <laughs> I, I already do feel old. <laughs> ne- next, next year, next year. My friends over you by Newfound Glory will be twenty years old. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> How does that even work? I mean, there's a lot of bands um, from that era that I would still listen to, right? Like, yeah, like I think I think Lit were a kind of a, an early predecessor to that at the uh, late nineties. Yeah. But like, but like that that early two thousands emo punk pop era, like Newfound Glory, All Time Low, or All American Rejects, mm-hmm. um, you know, leading to Good Charlotte and Panic at the Disco, and you know, I think there's um there's a lot of music of that era that is suddenly you know in a decade will be considered classic rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will. I know some of this is crazy. It's like oh man. All right, my my selection for tonight is a band called Mother Mother. Their song "Get Up." If you listen to the words on this one, it's very, it's very actually very motivational. Like they're talking about get up and do something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually it's a really it's on my own personal running playlist. Mm-hmm. Actually, every song I've added has been on my own personal running playlist. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed this song, and it's a very uh, upbeat, motivational song. Yes, it's a good way to put it. But yeah, three more additions here. I'll get those on later today or tomorrow morning. But yeah. Awesome, yeah. I really it, like our playlist, though. It's uh, it's really good. It is. It it spans it spans a, a lot of different stuff. Who? Well, let me see. We even had a uh, Kevin who <laughs> added. <laughs> we built this city to the playlist. I'd like to lodge a formal complaint. Hey, uh, Kevin, <laughs> I unashamedly uh, will accept responsibility. For man, I was like, and if he doesn't, I will. <laughs> that that song is. Uh, one of the greatest pop songs ever written oh, yeah. and recorded, and I will song. I will not hear another word about it. I love that song back back yeah, in my youth. So jams totally. Hello youth. All right. Hello, well, I youth. guess uh, that ended up turning into a good discussion tonight, though, about yeah. all, all kinds I think of so, stuff, yeah. uh, nutrition, and some of our stuff we're looking at for the new year. So so yeah, that that was good. Um, I guess what do we got? I guess how do you reach us? I guess we're all on Twitter. Um, I'm at Daryl underscore TTD. We got at Rob Copeland and we've got at English guy, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. All right. Uh, oh, and at training dummies, of course. And, uh, the training dummies.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got anything else? Any no, final man, parting if, words? Uh, if you guys have any ways that you're finding motivation or ways to, uh, you know, make better choices over the holidays or, you know, any good recipes or workouts or anything, or just kind of anything that, that fits in this vein, I would love to hear it. If you want to, uh, uh, Twitter is probably the best way for that, huh? Um, yeah. At one of the at one of the uh, ats that that Daryl just shared a second ago, I think that would be awesome. I'd love to. Um, and then we could, um, if we get enough of those, we could actually just talk about them on the show and go over them and, and uh, how how we would approach those as well. Yeah, right on. Um, and yeah, cool. I think we already discussed it. Our next one will probably be in the new year when we uh, see how everyone uh, what we've all decided to decided on uh, for the new year and our how we're going to ramp up to actually start because that's it's going to be starting crunch time soon so to, <laughs> we to can talk started. about 
We can talk about how my 75 hard is probably going to turn into 7.5 hard. <laughs> I See, okay, and one last comment on that. I want to do it, but I don't want to cheat, and I don't want to cut myself yeah. short, and I don't want to lie, and I don't want to go, oh, I'll just take another treadmill walk today, even though I did one early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, ugh, I want to just do the right thing, and I just, ah. Yeah. All right, and with that, I hit the button. Come on. Until next time. The, the advice you can oh, trust. Oh, woo, what happened there? Go challenge yourself. Woo, woo! All right. The remix. It worked. <laughs> <laughs>